0: Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 12th. I'm Christy McIntyre, and here are today's headlines from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, brought to you by the SoFi Daily Podcast. 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the second week of February. If reaching financial independence is something you're striving for in 2021, don't let your goals fall by the wayside. Listen to the SoFi Daily Podcast every weekday to keep informed and keep your financial resolutions. Search for SoFi wherever you get your podcasts. Our top story, the state on Monday officially opened vaccine eligibility to a huge new slice of Georgians, those 65 and older, and launched a vaccination locator website touted last week as a new and critical tool. But the Georgia Department of Public Health website led to busy phone numbers, wrong numbers, and crashed web forms, and the deluge of people caught in the maze did not know where to turn. At least update the recording or the website. Let us know the numbers down. You're working on it, pleaded Jana McNerney of Dahlonega, who has lost friends to COVID-19. The state's vaccination locator tool listed possible vaccination sites and their phone numbers, but didn't say how many doses each site has. Clicking through to a site rarely links to an online registration tool. It does link to an online registration form for Cobb and Douglas Public Health, but it crashed. County officials said it wasn't ready to launch yet. In politics, the cloud of the pandemic and the fear of violence hovered over the Georgia Capitol on Monday as lawmakers returned to Atlanta to begin the 2021 legislative session. House Speaker David Ralston, a Blue Ridge Republican, compared the current environment to previous eras of American turmoil, including two world wars, the Civil Rights Movement, the Vietnam War, and the September 11, 2001 terrorist attack. We begin this session in another period of state and national upheaval, the speaker said, citing the pandemic and last summer's police shootings that served as tragic and brutal reminders that the fight for equality and justice is not over. The session began under increased police presence, precautions taken due to lawmakers gathering less than a week after a mob of President Donald Trump's supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol after he falsely claimed the November election had been stolen from them. The riot left at least five people dead, including a Capitol police officer. In other news, eight years after the Great Recession, home prices in metro Atlanta climbed steadily but slowly. Since midsummer, they have been soaring. Thank the pandemic. In the first month of stay-at-home orders, the market crashed, but it rebounded after restrictions were eased. In November, the median sales price of a home in the region was up 15 percent from a year earlier. November was also the fourth straight month that home prices increased by a double-digit percentage from last year. It's even surprised industry experts, said John Hunt, president of Market Insight an Atlanta-based real estate research company during the company's December conference. Demand caught us off guard. And finally, when DeKalb County School District transitioned to virtual learning due to the coronavirus, Philip Woody took a sabbatical to support his special needs son, Evan Woody, 21, survived a brain injury as a toddler. His parents, Philip and Lisa, perform his tasks of everyday life, from showering to dressing. And this year, they took an even more active role with Evan's education since DeKalb schools have been all virtual. The format has presented challenges for students of all kinds, but particularly those with special needs. Everybody needs socialization. Typical kids as well. But with the special needs community, that's how they learn social skills, he said. That's how they learn everything, Lisa Woody added. Georgia's school districts are legally obligated to provide the students individualized education plans that are tailored to their needs. IEP obligations range from requiring physical adult supervision, supportive instruction from a paraprofessional, or requirements for schools to provide communication devices and tools to support a child with speech difficulties. All of those services are more difficult in a virtual environment.